For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Rashawn Evans, and you're listening to the No Nonsense Podcast. Welcome to No Nonsense, a Tennessee Titans podcast, your place to go for on-demand Titans coverage that is 100% free of the nonsense that we always see in sports talk these days. I am Luke Worsham, joined by the other two hosts of No Nonsense, Matthias Wadner and Will Lomas. We are back for our annual, we used to do this live, but we've gotten to where we do it pre-recorded now, uh, mock draft. And, And the way we do it is we pick a random order. And we just go through and we pick what we would do as general manager. We're not trying to make predictions. We're trying to teach teams how they should go about doing their business. Usually it's just the three of us, but every year it works out because it's 32 picks and three people that someone gets more picks than the others. So we added a fourth person so that everybody will have eight picks on the nose. And that fourth person is our friend Calvin Smith from 1025 The Game in Nashville. Calvin, thank you so much for joining us. What's up, guys? Glad I can come on here and show you how we analytics people do the draft right. <laughs> you know, I, we, we, we talked about this in the last episode. I'm, I'm excited before we start to get your take on Christian McCaffrey getting a $16 million per year contract. Well... First of all, I feel like I have to put it out there. Christian McCaffrey, absolutely, fantastically talented athlete, once-in-a-generation type player. That said, respect to his game, how good have the Panthers been the last couple of years? How good were they this year, despite how great he was on the field? Sadly, I think it's just this growing thought about running back durability and general importance in getting ahead in a football game and winning in the end. Running the football absolutely has a role, but not one for $16 million a year. Agreed. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I would never pay a running back, but that's me. So to pick the order for our draft, uh, I just went to a random order generator, and it came out as Calvin first, Matias second, Will third, and me fourth. And so I've got that sorted out on a table. Um, so I sent you guys a Google Sheet link if you want to know who the next team you're picking uh, as will be and keep up with that. But Calvin is first as Cincinnati, and we're going to go ahead and kick this off and put you on the clock, Calvin. Very difficult choice here. Yeah, so difficult that I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm picking Joe Burrow, obviously. Now, there's been some surprise pick. Well, there's been some talk in the last week of like, are the Dolphins going to trade up? Are they going to do something crazy? And I listened to Ian Rappaport today on Rich Eisen's show, and basically he said, 
you know, he said he, he talk, was talking to one of his Bengals sources, and he was like, you know, is there any chance of a, of a trade? He was like, are you kidding? No. Like, <laughs> and so I, I don't see that happening. No, Joe Burrow is just too easy of a pick for a team that needs a star quarterback. Now, Matias is up at two for the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Um, another very difficult choice. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick Chase Young. Don't have a lot to say. This is kind of like Miles Garrett all over again. It's just kind of a can't-miss pass rush prospect. The Redskins, I think, are sold on Dwayne Haskins. I thought he was okay last year. Uh, given his surrounding cast, and I still believe he has the potential to be a pretty solid quarterback at the next level. And I think getting Chase Young on that team, especially with Ryan Kerrigan getting older, it just makes too much sense to pass up. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I'm third. I'll, I mean, again, I feel like we've gone totally chalk here, but I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Okuda from the cornerback from Ohio State. He's just too good. Like, he's so solid in man coverage. He showed it when they played Clemson in uh, the postseason. He just absolutely locked everybody down. He He's fantastic. He's done it for his entire career. He comes from a program where defensive backs just constantly succeed at the next level. Uh, there's, there's very few things you can say that you don't like about him. So, uh, I think for the first time in NFL history, is that right? That two defensive players from the same school have gone mm. uh, second and third. So I'm I'm glad to make history here. I'm going to go ahead and add him in. He's so good, man. And I love his tackling, too. He's so aggressive. Big fan. I mean, ima- imagine how much he'll help uh, the Lions against the Packers. Like, And now that the Vikings have cut down to one receiver in mm-hmm. Thielen, it's like if you match him up with Thielen and Devontae and, you know, whoever the Bears try to pretend is a number one receiver with Trubisky as quarterback or whatever. <laughs> Allen like, Robinson, the disrespect. <laughs> that is true. Shout out to Allen Robinson stuck in uh, purgatory there. But, like, I mean, if you can take those number one receivers away from all those teams, they immediately become very beatable. So I think I think as much as I want to overthink this and go with a different position, it just it's got to be a Cuda. Mm-hmm. So um, and I think this is a big trade spot too because the the Lions obviously need a cornerback after tra- you know it's funny when you trade one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL you suddenly have a need at cornerback it's crazy how that works um, <laughs> but uh, they they have a need at cornerback but this is a spot I think where some of the quarterback needy teams you know maybe the Chargers say. We want to a tongue of Iloa, and we'll move. We'll jump Miami to make sure we get him. Or t- Jacksonville should, but they're not going to. Um, we'll talk more about that when we get to Jacksonville. Uh, but I'll pick for the Giants now because I'm on the clock at number four. And for me, this is a pretty easy pick. Um, well, you know, actually, I, I said it was going to be an easy pick, but I'm, I'm going back and forth now. Do I want. You know, the Giants – oh, man, this is tough. So so in my head, I'm going back and forth between Tristan Wirfs, the really good tackle from Iowa, and Isaiah Simmons, who is just a really good football player and one of the best in this draft. And it's like, you know, the Giants obviously need to protect Daniel Jones. That's a big part of this. But the Giants just also aren't very good. And they need someone to come in and make an impact. And, and I think Isaiah Simmons does that more than Worfs does. 
you know, it's tough. They need somebody to, they need people protecting their quarterback, their young quarterback. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I firmly believe that football, and this doesn't mean you run the ball to win. I'm I'm just saying football is one in the trenches by your pass rush and by Mm -hmm. your pass protection. And so I'm going to stick to that and I'm going to take Tristan Worf's the tackle from Iowa. Mm. Wow. Bombshell. Bombshell. I, I, don't know, I don't know if I spelled I this right. I think would take Simmons, though. Just because, remember, they Just gave Alex Just because Dave Gettleman's an money. idiot. The, I mean, they're going to take <laughs> Derek Brown because he drafts defensive <laughs> tackles or running backs every single year. But uh, well, didn't they just get <laughs> Leonard Williams, too? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. This year, yeah. Third round for him, yeah. Drafted Dexter Lawrence last year, right? Uh, no, yes, they did. I should say a shout-out to uh, Tony Pauline, but he did report yesterday, I think it was, that Gettleman is looking hard at Brown and that he's considering him with the number four pick. So, How is he I, so I mean, bad at this, man? I, don't I, mean, I, I tweeted it like in February or something like about how everybody that thought that that's not what the Giants were going to pick were crazy, and you know we're almost a week away or we're a week out from the draft, and that's exactly what's happened. So <laughs> not shocked at all. So to recap so far, Joe Burrow at one, Chase Young at two, Jeff Okuda at three, Tristan Wirfs at four, Calvin is back on the clock with Matias' hometown Miami Dolphins. I feel like it's just too easy here. I feel like two easiest picks. Joe it Burrow should at one. be, but they're not going to make it easy. At five. I, I don't see them not going after a quarterback here. Tank for Tua was the whole thing. Talk not about as, an ideal scenario for the Dolphins to a false you at five. And they'll yeah. pass on. But. Now, their worst-case scenario is someone jumps them to three, like I was talking about. Maybe the Chargers, maybe the, I don't know, the Raiders or someone like that. But, you know, I, we were I talking about them, them if they could work something out with the Lions to ensure they get their quarterback yeah, they want. We were, we were talking about this earlier yeah, I've, I've been kind of touring around the national NFL shows today, watching some clips, and I keep seeing Justin Herbert in these mock drafts going ahead of Tua Tungvaluwa. And this isn't like draft analysts. This is like insiders saying there's possibility there. What, what in the world? You've got the potential next Drew Brees, because that's who Tua Tungvaluwa is at his best, or some big dude who throws hard. But that's what I, the I NFL don't get it. One is that huge arm, the guy who looks good in shorts. He does look good in shorts, and I also he's he... super intelligent. Like that's the book on him too. Is it's like he blows mm-hmm. people away because he's like a nationally renowned like scholar or something. Like he's supposedly really smart. So you get this guy who walks into your office or into your Zoom chat and is like six foot five or whatever he is. He's pretty athletic. You know, he's decorated, he's played a lot, and he's super smart. I mean, it's just enough to make a dumb GM do the wrong thing. So, I mean, it's a terrible pick. But, you know, they've been like this since last year. They've always loved Herbert. So, uh, thank goodness you're controlling them. But, you know, (laughs) on draft day, I'm not 100% sure that I would trust them to make the right decision. Matias, you were up as the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, speaking of Justin Herbert... I think I might. I think I might take him here. I, it, it's between him and Simmons because one thing is taking Simmons here and turning the Chargers' defense into po- possibly the best defense in the league, given Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Chris Harris, Derwin James, Casey Hayward, and then you add a guy like Simmons who could pretty much do anything you want. Uh, it would just be really, really crazy to see that defense like that. But 
I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They have Tyrod Taylor right now starting for them, and their backup is East, some guy named Easton Stick, who apparently is a real person. Um, <laughs> North Dakota State, so, right? right. Easton is that Stick. Who that is? is that good for him? Okay, cool. The Bison. But, uh, I mean, maybe this would be a trade-down spot for the Chargers, but I'm just going to go ahead and give them Justin Herbert, who I like. I don't think... I think he's gotten a, a bit of a bad rap. I, I think he actually has the potential to be a solid quarterback in the NFL. He has the arm. Obviously, he has the size. He's very athletic. He does make some boneheaded decisions, but with the right coach and in the right offense, I think he could be pretty solid. Now, let, let me play devil's advocate here now that we've locked in the pick. Did you think at all about an offensive tackle? Because that's what got Phillip Rivers killed. It, you know, it ended his career or sent him to Indianapolis where his career will die. Like, a few well, years early, is it just they have no offensive line? Yeah, but they they got Brian Bulaga in free agency, so and Forrest Lamp apparently still exists and is the on the Forrest roster. Lamp. So, <laughs> so he's holding down the interior with Pouncey, and uh, they traded for Trey Turner also. So I, I don't think it's it's probably still a need, but no, I did I didn't. Okay. Do y'all remember the year that Forrest Lamp went in the draft when Jason Wolf of the Tennessee and wrote yes. that bizarre yeah. column? Out of nowhere, like, I mean, he's a news writer. He doesn't write opinions. But out of nowhere in the Tennessean is why the Titans should take Forrest Lamp. <laughs> so and that was back man. when they had, like, just re-signed Josh Klein and had Quentin Spain for, like, two more years. Yeah, it was very bad. <laughs> it was very bad and made no sense. Too bad we didn't have the no nonsense podcast back then. We would have yeah. ripped them apart, dude. Holy, that, <laughs> one of one of the news stories that founded this podcast. Uh, okay, so I'm back up. Uh, you know, it's weird because the Panthers were never going to take a quarterback, but still feeling like half the first, you know half the first round picks so far have been quarterbacks. I, I just don't know if that happens on draft day for whatever reason. You don't I'm, think this many quarterbacks are going to go this high? You know, I don't like. I don't know. If I it's do. Tua they stuff. always do. I know, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's all the Tua stuff that's freaking me out. But I just don't know that the board will look like this on draft day. But I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just. I think some teams willing to risk it for Jordan Love to go up into the top eight and go get him. I think I just, he's about to give him to the Panthers. Oh, no, I would never. <laughs> like, I would ne- Like Jordan Love is not going to be one of my picks. Y'all don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe I'm sentimental. Maybe I'm just, you know, it's just a nice story. But to me, this pick has to be Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like, you replace Luke Keekley with another freak who's been a leader of a defense that's won, you know, won championships, has always looked outstanding. You know, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? I mean, whatever. Like that's the same thing. It's the same thing people should be asking about Derwin James, but they don't care. Like, just get a really athletic guy who can cover and blitz, and then the rest of it will take care of itself. So, I'm Isaiah Simmons seven to the Carolina Panthers. Call him a defensive weapon. Call him a linebacker. Call him a safety. Whatever you want to call him, but uh, replacing Luke Keekley with Simmons is about the only way that that defense is going to maintain any sort of semblance of of respectability. Here's what I'll call him. Good football player. Yeah. Him and Shaq Thompson yeah. would be an awesome linebacker pairing. You could play both of them at safety, too. That'd be that'd be awesome. I think that's one thing I've learned the more I have watched and studied the draft is, like, 
Forget about the numbers and the project. Just draft good football players and you'll be okay. Too many teams, you know. Generally a good rule. Too many, I mean, too many teams just take don't take athletes. I mean, take take athletes who are good football players. I think teams get too worried about drafting for positions of need, and that's where yeah. drafting a good player gets in your way. When in reality, two years down the line, your positions of need are going to completely change, or even one year down the line. So exactly. Um, okay, so I'm up with the Arizona Cardinals, and you know there are a couple places you could go with them. I think they're an exciting team on the rise, especially after getting DeAndre Hopkins to pair with, you know, Larry Fitzgerald and uh, and Kyler Murray. They they have a need at running back. They need something else exciting to be a spark plug on their offense. Um, but I, I think what you got to do is you've got to protect Kyler Murray. And so I'm gonna, you know, like I said, he went in the trenches, and so I'm gonna go with uh, Andrew Thomas, the tackle from Georgia. Good pick. Good pick. They yeah. definitely need O line. It's horrendous. Yes. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, what? I mean, what an they, exciting team! Like, the Cardinals, I like them. Like to have New Hopkins on this team now, and to just be able to say, like, okay, we still have a top ten pick in a class that, you know, we're going to get Derek Brown fall to us. We have a historically great wide receiver class, and we have four awesome offensive tackles. Like, I mean, they could just boom next year. Yeah. All right, so I think I'm ready to shake up the board here with my pick. The Jags. The Jaguars. Jordan Love? Pick number nine. Out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the way I look at it is they're not going to be any good. So, <laughs> oh, no. They're going to be, they be have, hot garbage next year. They have a quarterback in Gardner Minshew, who I happen to like. I don't think he's great, but I think he's fine. Oh, my God. And he came from a system under Mike Leach where they threw the ball a lot. They have DJ Shark already. They have D.D. Westbrook, a nice little wide receivers core. I'm going to give them Jerry Judy. Mm. I, I think which, which is good offense, because I, that actually makes them exciting and gives them something. As someone who covers the Titans, I have watched in person D.D. Westbrook play multiple times, and I can say with full certainty that that dude stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's bad. I like Keelan Cole, too. Yeah, I mean, I like Jerry Judy more than any of them by a long margin, which I mean, <laughs> is, is part of your point. But, yeah, I mean, everybody says defense for this. I get why they say defense for this. To me, the scariest thing to do would be to give a team that's going to tank a bunch of weapons and then put Trevor Lawrence or Fields on it next year. So Ooh. if you're trying I don't, to – I don't think they'll be that bad. I don't. They I mean, could be. The whole team could be. They could be. They could yeah. be. Again, yeah. We also thought that the Dolphins would be the sure, you know – the shoe-in number one pick, and yeah. they didn't finish top four. so <laughs> They couldn't you know. even tank properly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank okay. goodness for the Texans. Like, the Jaguars might be the Texans. But I, I'll say this about the Jaguars. Um, Will, I, I sent you a message yesterday, asked if you knew any Jaguars fan-sided people. Because what I, what I was trying to do is I was trying to get, like, a gauge on do are Jacksonville fans bought into Garner Minshew, or are they thinking, like, you know, what's the purpose of this? Let's just spend – because my kind of opinion on Gardner Minshew is like, sure, he's okay, but, like, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Gardner Minshew. You're not going to – I don't even think you're going to go to the playoffs with Gardner Minshew. I think he's a meme more than anything else. And so I, <laughs> I went to Jaguars Reddit, a scary place. Oh, dark and place. I said, hey, I'm a Titans reporter. 
and, and I want to get a gauge on how the fans feel about Gardner Minshew. Let me know what you think about him. And, and I got 17 responses, and all of them are not only like, um, you know, Gardner's the guy for this year. You know, I think you have to give him a chance. It's all like, this is my dude, Gardner Minshew. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, here's one. I know I'd rather have Minshew in his contract rather than Ryan Tannehill in his. Okay. Well, bad job. All right. Oh, there, Luke. Okay, let's stop the nonsense. Well, and then let me read you this one more that I, I, I don't I, – I think I understand this. Um, he said, imagine waking up to find yourself – and this is real, I promise – Imagine waking up to find yourself in a storage room full of freshly made mayonnaise and a spoon in your hand. We're at that excitement level. What? Yeah, those things are so weird. Like, like, they, they, did that weird thing. They, they jumped in a big pool of mayonnaise and then they were like, no, you did it to Titans fans. And we're like, no, we didn't jump in mayonnaise. And they're like... Yeah, you did it. When the video was of them jumping into mayonnaise. So that, that's a very weird fan base. I, so one weird. of them was like, he beat the Titans. I'm like, well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, the one time. And un- undebatably the worst game Marcus Mariota has ever played. He was awful in that game. I, I don't know why we're even talking about Jacksonville. It's Cleveland's pick now. Get, and get that heard of Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Ma- yeah, Matias, you are up at team. 10 with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this team's got a lot of holes. Not sure what to do here. Uh, I am th- I was thinking maybe a receiver because I love CeeDee Lamb, and I have no idea what's going to happen with Odell Beckham. Uh, plus, Be- although if he stays, Beckham, Landry, and a rookie receiver here would be really nice. But they still need to tackle. Even though they signed Jack Conklin, I cannot name you their left tackle. It says on on their roster sheet they have Chris Hubbard and Kendall Lamb. No idea who those guys are. They don't exist. Craig Robinson was horrible. Didn't he get kicked out of the Titans game? Because he kicked Delaney in the head. He's going to federal prison now. So yeah, right. Yeah. No, that guy's terrible. So I'm going to go with the tackle here. Uh, Jedrick Wills is more of a right tackle, or at least he played right tackle at Alabama. So I'm going to go with Makai Becton from Louisville. Might, might have a little more upside due to his ridiculous athleticism. So uh, give Baker some more time. Hopefully, maybe he can play a little better with uh, with a left tackle in tow. We'll see, though. I don't like Baker. So. I mean, it, yeah, I'm not like really that, a huge fan that's either. That's by the way. Of Baker. I, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I, I, I he's like okay. him. I think he's okay. He's better than I think he's fun. Yeah, like, I think he's just, like, I think... Oh, last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think he's what, like, Gardner Minshew fans think Gardner Minshew is. Yeah. Yes. When when he's a lot close, like, when Gardner Minshew's a lot closer to, like, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick. Like, I think that's more of who he is, is, like, he'll win you... Bro, I'd rather have games. Fitzpatrick than Minshew. Oh, I mean, I, I would, too, but... I'm just talking about generally like a guy who will lose you games and win you games, but just enough to kind of keep you in purgatory. But I mean, I think Baker could be really good. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, last year was very bad for that brand. So I'm not hundred percent sure that I want to stick with, stick with that horse, but uh, we'll see. I mean, will, Colin Coward hates him. So that's a pretty good sign. Will you're <laughs> up with the jets at 11. Yeah. The, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to figure out if this is a trap or something, because to me, the answer is, I don't know if it's obvious, but 
you see Sam Darnold just struggle week in and week out, and it's like, okay, do you want to give him a great offensive tackle? Because they tried to throw money at Jack Conklin and couldn't get him to come, even though they made him the biggest offer or were willing to make him the biggest offer, or however you want to phrase that. So do you give them a really good offensive tackle and try to build the line around that, or do you give them a great wide receiver? And to me, it looks like what's going to happen is Gase is going to get fired after this year. They're going to be terrible, but I think it's going to be contingent. The next coach is going to be contingent on keeping Darnold. So if I'm trying to build a team to support that, I have to go offensive line first. So I'm going to go Jedrick Wills, the tackle from Alabama. Makes sense. Who is playing receiver on that team? Not Robbie Anderson anymore. Yeah, like, he's gone. <laughs> Brandon yeah, Marshall? Like, <laughs> Crowder? Anunwa? Is he still alive? I think oh, he I mean, Anunwa barely. Oh, they signed Brashad Perryman. Wow. They, they've still got, oh, there you go. They've still got three more picks in the top 80. So, like, you can still in this class see them getting two yeah. really solid wide receivers. But, I mean, they're, they're not going to get another chance at a Jedrick Wills offensive tackle. Agreed, yeah. Okay, uh, that puts me on the clock with the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a very weird team. Um, they, they've got a lot of good pieces. Uh, Mike Mayock did a good job at his first year's GM. They've they also got some spots that just stink. And so, yeah, I, I'm kind of going back and forth. Just about every mock draft I've seen has had them either taking a cornerback or a receiver at this spot. And I'm just trying to decide what helps them more because they've got another pick coming up later in the first round uh, because they traded Khalil Mack. Very good choice. Um, But, you know, because of that and because this is such a deep receiver class, as we talked about last week with Justin, I'm going to do what I think is the smart thing to do here. I'm going to go cornerback, and I'm going to give them – See, I can't think of his name. The guy from Florida. What's his name? C.J. Henderson. Yes, yeah, C.J. Henderson. I really like him a lot. He's a man coverage press corner. He's athletic. He's fast. He's aggressive. He's basically everything I want in a cornerback. I want someone that I can travel with a number one receiver and say, here, you take him and not worry about it. And I think that because of his athleticism and because he he's, he's a press man cover corner, I think that he can do that. And so I think that – He'll be a good tool for the Raiders. So I'm taking C.J. Henderson. Real quick, how do the Niners have a pick right now? Yeah, I was wondering uh, that too. They, they traded with the Colts, guys. Yeah. For Buckner? <laughs> yeah. DeForest Buckner. I saw a report so today gone. that the 49ers want a run-stuffing defensive tackle that can make well, an impact in the middle after they traded DeForest Buckner. No, they're, they're, well, I mean, no they, want one, they want one on a rookie contract. Yeah, they, true. But they, they signed DeForest Buckner to that deal, didn't they? No, 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 no. It was a sign and trade. And then, oh, sign and trade. Okay, my bad. Because they signed to Armstead the same day. Oh, that's oh, true. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, or if it wasn't the same day, it was close to it. But it's a good yeah. spot. Good spot for them. Yeah. All right. So then, 49ers, they need a receiver. And because they can't keep up with anybody like we saw in the Super Bowl. And it's it's crazy, though, that Derek Brown is falling this far, like looking at him. And I can't, though, I, can't, I as I debate this in my head, I feel like I have to take. CD CD Lamb. Yes, I, I'm impressed. Yeah, that's by the Henry. right choice. Great pick. 
I was I was debating between him and Ruggs, but I feel like I get I'm getting the flash thing from Henry Ruggs' forty time too much, and just CD Lamb has probably been the best receiver at Oklahoma for two years now, and that was when they had Hollywood Brown last year. Mm-hmm. So I am just going to go with maybe the best receiver in the draft this year. This is I an ideal situation for both the Niners and CD Lamb because Lamb is like immediately slots in as their number one receiver. And, and then Debo, Debo is next to him, so it's like a perfect yeah. one, two, and then they have Kittle. Yeah. So, like, now all of a sudden you have that offense with that crazy running game, you know, that wide stretching, like, play action. Yeah, like, super fun. And then it's like you can hit C.D. Lamb, who, you know, good luck tackling him after he gets the ball. You got, I mean, that, that would be super fun and very scary. But, yeah, like, it, just kind of a note on the Derrick Brown fall. Like, look. Quinnen Williams is one of the best defensive tackles I've ever watched in college. He had 10 sacks. He was dominant. And he was a non-factor on the Jets last year. Like, he he was all right. And that's that's about as high as it goes. Like, I just I, if you don't get sacks as a defensive tackle in college, I just can't imagine you producing very well at the next level. That, that That's just me. Yep, that does make sense. But... I'm about to take Derek Brown because the Buccaneers just need decent players on the defensive end, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, uh, they're okay on offense. Brady should do fine. Their O-line maybe could use some help, but they need they need to improve their defense somehow. Uh, they're kind of thin on the defensive line, and Dominic Sue is not the player he used to be. Vita Bea had a really good year, but uh, I think pairing him with someone like Derek Brown could could prove fruitful. Uh, at least on the defensive yeah, side. The slide is too far for Derek Brown, for sure. Yeah. Well, now they do have uh, Vita Vea. Yeah. They spent a first-round pick on two years ago. Sure, but you need more than one good player. And I don't on think the they're the same line. player either. I don't think Brown and Vea now, are the same player. Every mock draft I have looked at has them taking an offensive tackle at this point to protect Tom Brady. Or a quarterback. I could. Wow. Well, they might take Eason in like the second round. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like, Eason play. strikes me as a Bruce Arians kind of guy. Oh yeah, the fits there, big arm. Uh, but I don't know if you're playing around Bruce Arians for more than this year. I, I don't I don't know how much longer he's going to coach. That's a good but, point. Uh, not not even that he would get fired. Just I don't I don't know how much he's like really into it. But yeah, I mean, like okay, like Derek Brown, that's cool. I, I don't I don't know. It just it seems underwhelming. But I guess if you want to say like. I don't think it's a wrong pick, but I just think the board fell really unfortunately for them. Like, there's yeah. no top corner, there's no top tackle. A corner like, would have been my my. If Henderson was there, I probably would have taken him. But the corners that are left, I just I'm not sold on as top 15 players. Yeah, which I mean, I I'm totally with you. So like, I was just trying to figure out what I would do instead, and there's really not a good move to make. Like, I mean, they're they're a prime trade down for somebody who wants Henry Ruggs, who I'm going to take with my next pick. So uh, for the Denver Broncos, they love Henry Ruggs like if you read any of their rumors they want a speed receiver and they want one bad there there is no better speed receiver in this draft than Henry Ruggs or at least not one that's as proven I mean fits with Drew Locke yeah and sudden man yeah. that would be a nice yeah you, you get those two. and then you also have uh Noah Fant like low-key as a decent tight end you know that that's good you've got Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and whoever they want to run at running back the offensive line is 
fine, but it's just, just it's not anything special. Like Garrett Bowles is terrible, but the rest <laughs> of the offensive line is fine. So then, like, I mean, that's a pretty good offense to pair with Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller on the other side. So I, I'm going to go ahead and add Henry Ruggs with no hesitation. Yeah, I, th- I think that works. And, you know, with the Broncos, we were kind of talking about this last week. I think they've got a chance to to shock some people this year if Drew Locke is able to take a step forward. I don't believe in that, though. <laughs> he, he was good I, I don't believe in Vic Fangio, to be honest. As a former, former future Titan Drew Locke. Straight <laughs> yeah, former future Titan. About this time last year. Good times. I, I was telling them last week, Calvin, that as I'm standing in front of that draft stage – you know, listening to Goodell announce the Titans pick, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, he's about to say Drew Locke. He's about to say Drew Locke. It's like I had convinced myself that it was happening. <laughs> I don't think he would have worked here at all. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm up with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this is a team that is talented, but has just been dud after dud in terms of like their team output. And and so I'm struggling with like what do you what do you give them? I I just think they need someone that is going to make their football team better. And, and I don't know necessarily what does that. It's not a receiver because they're stacked there. You know, is it is it a running back? You know, you get rid of Devontae Freeman, you lose Tevin Coleman. Who do you really have there? They do Great. have. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's so, so it's not a running back. Then, um, you know, pass rusher. You know, this is really tough for me because I think this is a good trade down spot. The, the more yeah, I look I at like it, I don't like players on the board. To be honest with you, I mean, the, I think the choice that would maybe make sense is uh, Clavon Chasen, but I don't like him. We talked about this the other day. I think he's a potential bust candidate. Yeah. I mean, there's not I mean, really anyone that stands out as like, yeah, I gotta go get that guy. Are you are you polling the crowd? Like, do you want yeah. me to suggest them? Yeah, <laughs> sure, go ahead. I mean, I, I would take Yetter Gross Matos there. Like, that's that's just me. Like, I think he's really solid. He's been a great pass rusher. He's gotten a lot of tackles for loss. He's solid athletically. Like his testing, he's long. Like. Yeah. Now, I, mean, I know, I know you checks, don't checks like. There, there's someone available here that you don't like, and that's Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle yeah, from I, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't do that. At all. Plus, they already have Grady Jarrett. Like, yeah. they, they don't. It's need not, not defensive bad. tackle. Decent number two. What do you think about a corner for the Falcons? They, I mean, they couldn't cover anybody last year. I don't think there's a corner that matches the value of this pick. That's true. Font also. Oh yeah. I mean, I the, the best corner I'm not sure is if Jeff. Font's the same guy, though. I mean, the Titans were cooking them up through the year last year with Mariota. No, right. The best, the best, <laughs> the best corner on the board is Jeff Gladney. Is I, is this too do, rich for that? Slander. I mean, no, six, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna pick Gladney for the Cowboys if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I give him an ultimatum. Um, <laughs> you know, it is really tough. I'm going to go with the impact player that you suggested, Will, and I'm going to take Gross Matos because they just need someone that's going to make their football team better, 
And I think that a pass rush is always one of the best ways to do that. Interesting that he goes number 16 and Derek Morgan was also the 16th pick overall because they're like the same player. Oh, yeah. I mean, except uh, I mean, that is that is a really solid take. I mean, Morgan probably not quite as like loose hipped. But I mean, you know, Gross Matos, just to kind of read off the stat sheet here, he's 6'5", 266. Over the past two years, he has uh, 17 and a half sacks, 35 tackles for loss, like two forced fumbles. I mean, he, he's just a super, like, solid dude. Like, is he going to be an all-pro? Probably not. Is he going to be a pro bowler? Yeah, maybe two or three times. Like, he, he's a really solid guy. And you've yeah. got to be able to rush the quarterback in a division with Tom Brady, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I guess, this year, and Drew Brees. So, I mean, look, we always say that the Derek Morgan pick was a good one for the Titans, and so if you get that guy again, I think it works out for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, Calvin, you're up with the Cowboys. Yeah. Are you taking Gladney? I, I spoiled it, but you, the Cowboys losing Byron Jones, I think yeah. Gladney might – him and – I get worried about Christian Fulton. I'm not really sure why. There's no really firm reason. But Gladney, guy who's long, super athletic, guy can play man. Uh, give me Gladney for a team who needs a corner after not signing their big guy, Byron Jones. I, yeah. I love this pick, by the way. It's a good like, pick. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it's the consensus that Gladney should be the number three corner, but like he feels very much like the only other guy I would consider in the realm of CJ Henderson and you know that kind of range. I, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm up now with my hometown team. They have already taken Tua, so what do you They're do? Gonna you double protect- up with Jordan Love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> No, I'm going to go ahead and protect Tua uh, with Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from USC. Um, I was thinking maybe a receiver if Ruggs or C.D. Lamb fell to me, but that didn't happen. So uh, I'm going to wait a little bit on that front. It's a good pick. I mean, I don't know if I love – like I kind of feel the same way about Jackson that I do about Yeder Gross Matos. Like I feel like he's going to be a really solid dude. I don't I don't know how high he'll you know end up, but I think he's like – one of those, like, oh, yeah, that guy is an above-average offensive tackle for 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. You have to do whatever you have to do to protect Tua, and I wouldn't blame them if they draft two more offensive linemen in this draft right. because that you need to protect him at all costs. Yeah, that, that's 100% true. Um, I'm on the board now with the Oakland Raiders again. Or, sorry, the formerly Oakland Dude, Raiders. Dude, I can't get that in my head, honestly. It is, it, man, that is hard to say. Um so the Las Vegas Raiders. So they took C.J. Henderson with their 12th pick, which is great. You know, their big needs allegedly are wide receiver and corner. They've also been rumored to want quarterback, specifically Jordan Love if he falls here. But there's just – I mean, there's no way I can do that. So <laughs> with uh, with kind of if – you, if you paid attention to Mike Mayock at all last year, you know he loves guys from winning programs like – Alabama, Clemson, like the, those kind of guys, that's what he's invested high picks in. He's talked about that before. So whether or not you believe in quote-unquote winners, uh, I mean, it. I guess it doesn't matter because he's going to make the pick either way. So I could definitely see him being involved with somebody like Trevon Diggs. Uh, so I feel like if we're doing what I would do, he's probably the next corner I would take just because I also don't really like Fulton that much. Like, 
so kind of a mix of both what I would do and what I think the Raiders would do. I'm just going to go ahead and give them Trayvon Diggs here. Double up on cornerback? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a bad idea. Well I, well, I was looking for cornerbacks or wide receiver. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Well, they're already paying Xavier Howard a lot of money. Who, the Raiders? The Raiders? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dolphins is who I was thinking. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even name you their cornerbacks. I have no idea who their cornerbacks. Yeah, are. Like, the, the guy from Ohio State from a couple years ago. No, they they traded now in the, the Texans. Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. A third round pick. Jimmy Crawley, Isaiah Johnson, Nevin Lawson, Trayvon Mullen. Dude, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I watch a lot of Raiders football. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. I'll take back that pick and give him somebody I really like instead and just completely abandon Mike Mayock. Uh, I'm going to give him Justin Jefferson from LSU. Yeah, I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Uh, as much as as much as Mayock likes, you know, winners and quote unquote, he'll love Je- Justin Jefferson like just like he did. Justin the Jefferson went like 14 and 0. Yeah, he's a winner. That's what I said. He'll love he'll love him just as much. Like I, I, I should have seen that with the wide receivers, especially as much as I like Jefferson. So I'm just going to go ahead and slide him in there. Yeah, that makes way too much sense for an offense that needs that kind of a spark. Okay, I guess I am up as the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh dear. Um, well, uh, Calvin took a receiver earlier, so I can't do that. Um, I won't, uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, they need a running back. I'm like, well, they're a little too tight. Oh, Luke, Luke, if you do this, oh man, this I'm not going to take a running back. Don't worry. They okay, have, thanks. they have, they have a fullback that they play at running back as Will likes to say. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do they really need? They've got pass rushers. They have Ngakway who may or may not play for, for them. now. For he now. might just retire. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they've got Josh Allen last year, who's outstanding. There's a lot that they need. I mean, I, well, I would say Jordan. I would say to take, right here. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that would. I would love that. Would it be right. a classic Jags pick to like take a center or something like that? You know what the classic Jags pick is to do is to cut uh, Calais Campbell, draft Javon Kinlaw, and then watch. Uh, Calais Campbell do great, and you have another Taven Bryan on your hands. Like that—that that is exactly a, a very uh, Jaguars move. Man, I am—I'm really stuck here. They need infrastructure. Give them Trayvon Diggs, six-one corner from Alabama. They—they, they, I mean, who? What, who are their I mean, I'm trying to—I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out their corners. I don't even know. What's left on the offensive line for them? Yeah, they need corners. That makes total sense. Yeah, I, I kind of honestly, I forgot that you had taken him off, so he wasn't even in my mind. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that and take the corner from Alabama, Trayvon Diggs. Because, I mean, they need infrastructure, and by that I mean, like, offensive line, quarterback. I, I thought about Jordan Love. I just don't like Jordan Love. Um, <laughs> no one likes him. No one actually likes him. You know, <laughs> infrastructure like quarterback wide or quarterback running back. You know what? I almost I meant line. to say the last time we were on the, when you were on your pick with the Raiders. Will is what about Cam Newton in that team? I mean, he'd get hurt just like everybody else has. <laughs> Might as well throw him on there. Like, 
I, I mean, wish that upon my worst enemy, and I love Cam Newton, so I don't want him. I don't want him there. Yeah. You don't like Cam Newton? I love Cam Newton. I don't want him to suffer in Jacksonville. That's what I'm saying. Oh. No, I'm talking about the Raiders, not the Jaguars. Oh. oh. What well, I mean? Mariota's a starter. What are you talking about? Yeah, I think so. Mar- <laughs> they paid Mariota like the highest paid backup in you NFL know, history. It's funny. <laughs> I, start, I was just reading an article on Sports Illustrated where Mike Mayock was quoted as saying, we need to rebuild Mariota from the ground up. That's that hurts the confidence. Wow, <laughs> glowing endorsement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen is he's going to get really good protection from that offensive line. He's going to go like four and two as a starter when they put him in late in the season. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be like, he's oh, he's going to start for them because Gruden's going to get fed up with Derek Carr. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. And like, what if Mariota learns from Tannehill and just like, look, I've just got to rip it. And he just rips it and is super good. <laughs> like they, they load him up with like Jefferson and C. Uh, the the stand boys would be out and saying, "We could have had him for a, a lot cheaper than Tannehill." <laughs> Rick, Rick Merritt like mutant his account, like mutant nine hundred <laughs> people because they'd be like, "Year six, year six. <laughs> he would just like he would just like mute the word year. It would, it would be brutal to watch. Uh, okay, Calvin, you're up as the. Eagles, who won the two won the Super Bowl two years ago and have been very underwhelming ever since then. Yeah, so I feel like there's been a bit of a theme with my picks. I'm picking a lot of quarterbacks, receivers, and corners because I deem those as you know three outside playmaking positions that are the most important on the field that you should be picking in high rounds. And then you look at the Eagles; their receivers are Alshon Jeffrey, Greg Ward, Deshaun Jackson. They drafted JJ Arcega Whiteside last year. So I feel like it's a bit of a reach, and I'm definitely doing a little bit of combine scouting with this one. But Denzel Mims is a freak, and they they need anything in their wide receiver core. I'm not a big fan of drafting for need, but they need it bad, worse than anybody else maybe with a team who can probably go win next year. I was going to take Mims right after you. Yeah. So good Good pick. I got sniped. I, I really like Mims. I know a lot of people are a little down on him after watching his tape, but I watched him today, and I thought he's kind of – he has a little bit of Brandon Marshall potential to his game, plus he has that 4-3-8 speed. It's just too tantalizing to not to not take at this point in the draft. Yeah. When you look – I mean, who, who's going to get it done for them at receiver is what I think. I have no idea. That's why I wanted him for the Vikings because Tajay Sharp is not going to be their number two receiver. <laughs> How dare you. On sorry, a, sorry. Do you remember that was so funny? Rappaport tweeted like, uh, "The Vikings have found their new number two receiver." And then, like three hours later, Tushy Sharp so, signed a one point five million dollar yeah. contract. It's like this is not the number two receiver. That was super funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm up with the Vikings. Like the Eagles, they need receivers and they need cornerbacks because Xavier Rhodes is gone. Uh, Mike Hughes is okay. That's good for them. <laughs> Trey Waynes is gone. Too. Yes, they're already better. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but they have to replace the players at some point. Uh, I'm not loving the receivers here. I, I don't think Brandon Ayuk is, is all that great, to be honest. Uh, T. Higgins, I like out of the remaining receivers, but I don't know. Not, not really at the spot. It doesn't doesn't entice me all that much. Uh, I, I like Christian Fulton, cornerback uh, from LSU. He's pretty long. He's athletic. Uh, he had a really good season, and, and I think he's 
a little bit in the mold of, of Xavier Rhodes, and uh, I think he's going to be my pick here. Yeah. I almost asked, I, when are the Colts picking? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> Again. Uh, okay, so you're taking Fulton? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's solid. It, I always hate when teams like trade or let people walk and then use a first-round pick on them. I understand like it happens all the time, and you basically have to in a salary cap era. But it it just it sucks to see a team like let a guy go only to replace him with the same position. But if you're going to do it, at least you're letting a bad guy go, and you're bringing exactly. in somebody who has you know pretty solid upside. He's got all the tools you want. It's just I, I don't, there there is something about him. You're right. It's like I don't have him graded super high on my board either, and I don't really know why. Like it's just I'm not. I guess he doesn't ever like flash and impress me. I know. He's, he's just, just kind of, okay. He's so, just yeah. Solid. Yeah, it's like it's like I can't. There's nowhere where I can be like, oh, that's gonna be a big play in the NFL. I'm like, oh, that's good. He kept the other guy from making a big play, right? Like, and that and that's just hard for me to stick in the first round. You know, I feel like but every you have to a lot more really in terms of a, a baseline value you're gonna get from a player, especially a corner who can get burned bad at times. Yeah, yeah. that's true. What I was gonna say, I feel like every year, back to the point about you know the Colts not having a pick. Every year on Saturday, on Friday or Friday morning, I write an article. You know how the rest of the AFC South got better on uh, day one of the draft. <laughs> Spoiler: they didn't this year. The Jags are just as bad as they were going in, and the other two teams did nothing. <laughs> yeah, the other two teams uh, do not have picks. Um, okay, so I'm up with the New England Patriots. Crumble the dynasty. <laughs> Take so, Jordan Love and, and exactly. end this. So they do need a quarterback, and you know Tom Brady. I, I don't know if they're completely sold on their backups or you know whatever. Um, but I mean Belichick always seems to make the most out of people I don't like. So I'm gonna take Javon Kimmel. There's no way I'm drafting Jordan. I, <laughs> I have no way. Uh, I knew you were taking love. I honestly thought you were going to go from who I think his playing style very much emulates Tom Brady. Um, yeah, from is just so utterly terrible that I would never. <laughs> <try to pick. laughs> well, well, what do you think about Jalen Hurts to them? Ugh. I think it'd be fine in the second round. That, like, dude, oh, he's yeah. not a good quarterback. Well, but neither is Jacoby Brissett, and they won a game with yeah. Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And I know it was one game, and it wasn't by choice, but uh, you know, you're still talking about the offensive coordinator who took Tim Tebow when he was a head coach for his first time. Like, you know, he obviously has ways to make guys yeah. look I mean, better who can I mean, run He the made ball. that Peyton Manning guy look good too. I went, no, I'm thinking of Adam Gase. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's not there for that. <laughs> but I, I mean, he, he did beat the uh, Steelers with Tim Tebow. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bunch of other flaws he has or whatever. But at the very least, he made Tim Tebow and Jacoby Brissett moderately successful. Um, Wait. So no, it, Adam Gase not, was it, the Tebow. No, it was McDaniels. No, no he was, <laughs> it was, it was McDaniels still. Gase well, was with Cutler in Chicago. Yeah, and then he was the uh, he was the offensive Peyton. coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for Peyton. Yeah, Josh, you know, Josh McDaniels also did a lot of good work with Andrew Locke. <laughs> for, for their stint together, <laughs> for the thirty minutes he was the Colts head coach. Yeah, <laughs> um, Josh McDaniels was not head coach of the Broncos when they beat the Steelers. It was John Fox. 
Oh, oh my I God, forgot about John right. Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are Had right. Had Daniel been fired I mean, already? I guess you weren't right. Like, it wasn't gay, but, like, we were both. <laughs> That's fun. I'm glad we that well, actually, yeah, it was Gase. He was the offensive coordinator. Gase has never called a play in his life as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> Not even for Darnold? Speaking of Adam Gase. Oh, that's true, yeah. He did He did for Tannehill and Darnold. What were you saying, no, Matias? He was the receivers coach. Well, then who was the, the OC? coordinator in 2013. Who was the OC? And this has been your deep dive on Adam Gase. <laughs> on the 2011 Denver Broncos. God. Uh, while we're talking about this, uh, an alert just came up on my phone that said, uh, quote, Tua could drop in draft. This is uh, reportedly three lower body injuries or like major concerns for teams, blah, blah, blah. I just want to say this for the record, and I've said it on Twitter if you follow me, but if there's any way the Titans can move up and get Tua Tagovailoa, do it. Like, I mean, I, I like Tannehill. I think he's really good. I think you can win as much as you want with Tannehill, but I don't think he's – a 15-year starter like I think Tua is. Like I mean, we've we've already well, yeah. compared him to Drew Brees on here. So, uh, you know, if if he falls out of the top 10, roll your dice. Go, make your Mahomes trade. Do what you got to do. Let him sit. And then if he's not ready, trade him for a second in three years like the Patriots did with Garoppolo. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you'll have that option. But I just put that out there now that if he's there at like let, – let's see, when did the Jaguars pick? 11? No, sorry. They pick uh, nine. So if – the Cardinals want to trade down and get a second round pick, which they don't have anymore. And you can trade them a first and two seconds to get up there or whatever you have to do to make sure that you don't have to play Tua for the Jaguars. Like you, you make that move. Yeah. I mean, I'm the biggest Tua detractor there is, I think, honestly. Uh, but if the Jags pass on him at nine, then they should fold the franchise. Absolutely. Or even the Chargers at six. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's not making it past the Chargers. Oh, Matt, um, we're we're gonna find out. Yeah, things that we're a week away. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I am up with the New Orleans Saints. This is a, uh, you know, this is a team that I, I just think they need a spark of some kind. They they need something. Like I said with the Falcons, they need something that's gonna make their team better. They don't need, you know, like an infrastructure kind of piece. They just need something that someone where. When he joins the team, the team is instantly better. And so the question then is, who is that guy? And to be quite honest with you, I'm struggling to figure out who that's going to be um, because they've got good pass rushers in in Davenport and, and Cam Jordan. You know, maybe it is an interior defensive lineman at this point. Maybe the value finally equals the pick. So I'm going to go with... Oh wait, Javon Kinlaw just got taken. So Yeah, baby. I snowed you with the Jordan Love. Um, <laughs> so Wow, that's tough. Could go Epinesa here. Like no, but he's a They no, they, they already have two starting edge players though. And like yeah, I, that's know, the thing is like best player available, I get it, but I mean he's not gonna do anything for them. And so because the, the the value of Epinesa is that he's an every down player, and you're not going to get that value. And so, maybe yeah, he and Marcus they don't have a lot of needs, man. Yeah, I, I was thinking maybe linebacker, because uh, that that I think that's a need. So what about uh, 
What do you guys think about, the, you know, Murray or Queen or those guys? I don't know what Murray is, man. I, I, really like, I like him, though. God, I like, I like him. him. I like him, he but is. I don't know what he is. I think oh, I'm going to take like him. him. I'm going to take Patrick Murray. God, he is Kenneth Murray. Wait, Kenneth uh, yeah. Murray. <laughs> He's going to combine them both. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Queen. That'd be ideal. Yeah, I mean... I mean that that has been a need for them for a long time. Now that I think about it, I mean they failed to address that with the dude from Clemson. What was his name? Um, Stephen Anthony. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kiko Alonso's not going to get it done. Let me tell you. <laughs> so you picked good. Murray, right? Yes. Yeah, I like okay. that pick. He's that so pick fun to watch. Sense to me. Wait, I, I think I wrote Patrick Murray into the. Uh, yeah, I wrote Patrick Murray into the our little sheet. <laughs> okay so i'm on the clock now pick 25 vikings so they just got christian fulton at 22 they don't need a corner i think they desperately need to replace stefan diggs after not having him and i, I like kurt cousins like but i think you need to give kurt cousins good receivers as well so it's just I, I look at the receivers board and like I'm just not convinced on any of them at pick not 25. At I feel you. Yeah, like I look at Jalen Rager and I I kind of like him, but I've done a little bit of like my own analytics stuff that doesn't really like him. I don't like Ayuk either for the same reasons. KJ Hamler, I just get a little concerned. It's tough, and I look at the best players available. I'm just not sure if they really fit what the Vikings need. I mean. Uh, I've I've got I've got an, an option if you if you're if you're crowdsourcing. I, took, I think I'm going to go Caleb on Chase on because I think he's the best player on the board. Twenty five is too far for him. Do I think he's a dynamic generational pass rusher? No, but I I just don't see the value in other places. They lost Griffin too, so it makes sense for them to go. With That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it worked for Daniel Hunter when they took a guy with a bunch of traits and not a bunch of, you know, production on the field. So, you know, if anybody knows how to do it, it's them. I think he <laughs> so, fell to a reasonable spot where you're willing to take that chance. Especially if you have another first-round pick that you already used. Like, if, if you're going to become the Minnesota, you know, Tigers, then adding Christian Fulton and Caleb on chase on, you know, pretty solid risk moves at the end of the first round with two picks. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Agreed. Man, so it's my turn with the Dolphins again, and I have no idea what to do. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm worried about Tua's health concerns, but I would draft Jordan Love here just to back him up and make sure you <laughs> <laughs> I just do not want him in the Titans. I'm like, I can see him on the horizon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Calvin's gonna t- Calvin has the Titans pick, and he's going to take – He's going to take gonna Jordan take Love. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him to Seattle. <laughs> convertible tight end, offensive tackle like they do with every other position. Well, Jordan Love what would have about as much success at offensive tackle for the Seahawks as every other one they've tried to bring yes, in. Every other one they've invested high picks in. Oh, yeah. So, well, I think the Dolphins need a safety. They got rid of Mika Fitzpatrick. You got two of them on the board still. Two pretty good ones. That's true. I don't know. What was the they're, purpose of they're that? They're three good ones, honestly. <laughs> Trade a, safe, a really good safety for a first-round pick to draft another safety? Well, that was weird. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. True. 
Um, I mean, they haven't drafted a safety. Not yet. Not yet. Matias, you don't want to. You don't want to make yourself look like an idiot for making that trade last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Luke just waited to attack you. Safeties are terrible. You know yeah, what they that... could do? Uh, they could think about adding another, adding an interior offensive lineman. If we talked well, about Tua. I... I was thinking of doubling up a tackle and going with Josh Jones here, because I don't know who their tack other tack. Julian Davenport's one of them. The guy from Houston. Well, they got Flowers, but oh, Julian, that guy's terrible. Oh, hold on, they have Flowers. All right, well, never mind then. They're no, loaded. Flowers is a guard though. He's a he's a guard now. So, so, uh, so Austin, from Michigan, Jones, still Austin Jackson is your left tackle, and then you're putting Josh Jones as your right tackle. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the safety. I think you guys are right. I. <laughs> I don't think that's the point all of us are making, but <laughs> uh, I'm going with Delpit, man. I, I know he had a terrible year, but I still think he probably has the most upside of any of these safeties. Um, and I think he could be, if it all pans out, he could be not a Harrison Smith type of safety, but maybe a tier below that. Why over McKinney? I, I haven't even watched McKinney. So okay, I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, I like McKinney fine. Like, I guess, I guess the argument for Delpit would be his 2018 tape was so good yeah, that you're just hoping it was an off. It was an, you know, it was a bump in the road. Injury, right? He was struggling with an injury this year. Yeah, I mean, you don't get trucked by a kicker, you know, not have an injury. So, like, I guess that's the argument for it. Like, and also you could say that with two first round picks already, and basically like you know, nailing your needs and all that. And they've got two second round picks, I think. So like with, with in they have a first next year that they're, they're loaded. In, so in real like, life, they're actually going to trade some of those. Yeah, yeah. Like they have to, well, I think they trade up. I mean, I think they, they, yeah. cause they have like 12 picks this year. So like they need to consolidate and go up. So, I mean, I think they will, but you can make the argument that Delpit is, you know, a home run swing in the first round that if you hit on him, you get Minka Fitzpatrick back. But, you know, in addition, you get those other picks. So, Although, to be honest, I want to take Jonathan Taylor, but I know the running backs don't matter crowd would kill me. <laughs> that That's me, yeah. <laughs> Alvin Smith is on this podcast, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess I'm up. Uh, and, I mean, it's clear. Jordan Love, obviously my pick. Uh, you know, there's no backup behind Russell Wilson that <laughs> makes any sense. Uh, this is tough because I don't. I know what the Seahawks are going to do because they do it every year. They're going to draft an, a running back and they're going to draft him high, and it's going to no. be. I mean, there there were rumors I think two weeks ago that said that don't be surprised if they take a running back in the first round or whatever. Kidding? No, it's, especially it's, if Swift is there. Especially if Swift is there for them. I mean, do they have I Carson? It's a first round pick on Penny. If they go running back again, they they Russell Wilson should be allowed to leave. Yeah, he, he should be like, oh, he should be paid all the money he's owed and just be allowed to walk. Um, Never play football again. God, it's it's man, this is tough. They should I, go O line, right? But they suck it at drafting O line. Yeah, that's the thing is, I'm like, how like just like the Jaguars, like how many picks are you going to invest in offensive line before you realize you don't know how to scout it? So it's like, I'd I'd rather just not even do it. I mean, God, but I do I do really like Ezra Cleveland. Which is the problem because I think he's going to like I think he's their kind of guy. He's an athletic tackle who you know should be good by all accounts, but will he be good? I don't know. Uh, mm, 
Well, they need a clown ear replacement, don't they? If he leaves. They not, do. Not that there is one. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is it Epinesa? Like, are they going to do, you know, the 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 pick that makes the most sense here is uh, Yetter Gross Matos, but he's already been taken. Like, he kind of feels like that guy who can play outside in that system. I, I guess I'll take AJ Terrell. Like, I mean, he's, he's a solid corner. I don't think. I, I I mean I don't think they're going to draft a wide receiver here, even though I, I, they could. I don't think the value is there. Offensive line, I I mean, do you draft Caesar Ruiz? Maybe, but you know, is that worth that pick? Like, do you draft a running back? Probably, I wouldn't, but they probably will. I I, I just don't love anybody here. Yeah, I'm not liking so the board right now. Okay. I've got my pick for the Baltimore Ravens, and it's Patrick Queen from LSU. Okay, nice, nice. I, I, they've really needed an upgrade at that spot uh, with uh, Mosley gone. So I, I, th- I just think that makes sense for them. I mean, there's that's such a good team. There aren't a whole lot of quote-unquote needs, but I think he's someone that can slide in and, and maybe take them to the next level, help them beat a team like the Titans. I mean, that would be the next level, yeah. (laughs) Technically. Speaking of, the Titans, Calvin is on the clock as the Titans at 29. So, in real life here, I think that if Jordan Love slips this far in real life, I think if I'm the Titans personally, I'm trading that pick because someone will mortgage their soul for him. (laughs) Matias thought you were going to say take him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're like Will Lomas has left the call. <laughs> no, I I am not the biggest uh, Jordan Love fan out there, so I would not be doing that. And ah, uh, this is so tough. Dude, yeah, I don't know what I would do here, honestly. Because I mean, I I think Epinesa makes a lot of sense. At the same time, I kind of don't because th- is he is he going to be that guy that's substantially different? I just don't think that. Um, I'm starting to plus, think that think, Edge just isn't. You know what? I know where I need to go here. Yep. All right. The Titans, I firmly believe they're going to be in a very bad situation with their corners very soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with uh, Noah Igbenogany from Auburn. Many- yeah, that, that's where I'm going to go because they need a corner, and I believe in Igbenogany's athleticism. The guy hasn't even been playing football for very long. I remember we did an interview with him at 102.5, and the guy so raw at the position because he didn't even really grow up playing football. And I like, I like drafting those kind of guys because it gives you upside because you really don't even – know what's fully there with them yet. That's six corners in the first round. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. I mean, the corner's a premium position. In and, and, I th- and I don't think it's outrageous either. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Right. He's uh, a really I mean, good returner too, which which we need, as we know. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not convinced that Dory's going to be here long term. Um, mm. Malcolm Butler, I'm not really convinced in either, and We'll see if they bring back Logan Ryan. So, so you think we're two years away from having none of the same corners? I think that's absolutely 
absolutely a possibility it's on the table. Butler, you get worried about him coming back from injury, plus the money. Adoree, they don't seem satisfied with him. They may move him inside, which I could like a lot. But, yeah, I think, I think one, you can never have enough corners and guys who are athletic like Igbenogany. We're definitely drafting a cornerback in the first round, huh? The more I think about it, the more it just they it's need the one thing that makes sense. Like the, yeah. I think there's no option, one in the first two. Yeah. And, if, and, if, and I, I agree, too, that if Jordan Love is there, now I wouldn't trade past 39, but if you want to trade with, you know, maybe San Diego doesn't get a – excuse me, L.A. doesn't get a quarterback in the first round – Trade down a few mm. spots, you know, eight or nine yeah. spots. Get yourself an extra pick, uh, and, and then go to work from there. But I, you know, I see some people tweeting me saying you know, they need to trade down with such and such team to forty six. I'm like, guys, at a certain point, you got to get a good football player out of this draft, and <laughs> right. not just worry about. You're not going to find AJ Brown again. <laughs> yeah, although you you might find Igbenogany there. Like if the board falls That's like true. this, like I mean, you could trade down and. I'm not saying you could get him there necessarily, but I mean, with so many corners going in the first round, like, I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be another run on corners like in in the middle. So it's like you're kind of catching the tail end of the corners, Mark. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's the wrong pick or the right pick, just in a vacuum. I'm just saying it is it is interesting because with the way the board falls, there's no way the Titans don't trade down because the Packers have already said, which will spoil my next pick, but they've already said quote-unquote, that they would love, or sources inside, however you want to say it, but have said that uh, they would love for an Aaron Rodgers situation to happen again and a quarterback to fall in their laps. So that's that's been the report lately. So, I mean, with the 30th pick, it, I think, and my this is what I'm going to do. Oh it's, your, oh, it's your pick. Okay, thank goodness. No, go ahead, though. Go I'll ahead. I'll do, the, I'll do the Niners pick. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm not going to draft any quarterback <laughs> that's left on the board, but I do think the Packers would. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I kind of wanted you to because I have no idea what to do with this pack bet. Draft, draft Jordan Love and I'll make fun of you. With the Packers? It honestly, so the Packers, they don't need anything on the back end. Their secondary is stacked. Yes. Uh, they have good edges. Uh, Rashawn Gary's on the team. That's good That's good for him. I don't know how he made it. Um, <laughs> they have Kenny Clark on the interior. They drafted Montrevious Adams. He's not that great. They could go with a D-line here. Uh, maybe Epinesa, but I think he's kind of redundant with Rashawn Gary, even though Rashawn Gary is just not that good. Um, I don't. Did they ever get a Brian Bulaga replacement? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So they could go tackle here. They could also go receiver. Uh, they need a no receiver one... badly. I, I, I think receiver for them is yeah. the pick. I, you know, yeah. I, if I, yeah. and, and talking about this, I would, I would, if I'm Matt Lafleur, I'm begging for a trade up to get Justin Jefferson. Mm, interesting. That by the way, I I would love that. Like that one makes all the sense in the world. Because who obviously Devontae Adams is awesome. And then other than that, you've got Alan Lazard and Valdez Scantling and Yeah, they signed Funches, although oh, you know, oh, 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 oh. the I'm just saying he's a body. He's a body. He's the tight end and a receiver's body. Yeah. Um, Getting roasted. <laughs> uh, yeah, Funches. Don't, don't listen to this, Funches. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think receiver does make sense. I, I don't love the options here, but um, I guess I'd go Rager. He just kind of makes sense. Uh, he's 
much different than Devontae Adams, much different than the other guys on their team. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Rager. Will, that you're, me back you're up board. at 31 with the 49ers. Um, can't believe the 49ers get two first. Now, there is someone Ooh. I really want at 32 for <laughs> okay, the Chiefs. Well, I'll do my best not to take him. It's uh, Jonathan Taylor. Spoiler alert. No, I, it's KJ Hamler. <laughs> it's actually not. It's not KJ Hamler. Oh. It should be. Uh, no, I said it's not Jonathan Taylor. Oh, okay. Um, so, it's tough because... I would be like, okay, let's land a receiver, but they just added C.D. Lamb with the Colts pick. Yeah. So it's like they don't really need a receiver. Um, they don't need anything. You get a def- I tell you, I tell you what, I know, I know exactly what I'm going to do uh, because I think this is incredibly fun. Uh, I'm going to draft Marlon Davidson from Auburn, and I'm going to play him at defensive tackle. At the Forrest Buckner spot. <laughs> yeah, and let him play there. And then also I'll play him as a five technique, and I'll let uh, oh who's the uh, I'll let D Ford and Bosa widen out to wide oh. nines, and I'll let them just scream off the edge. They don't That's have D pick. Ford. That's a really. Good pick. Oh no! Wait, I'm thinking of my team, the yep, Chiefs. Dude. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, my team does. <laughs> <laughs> well, my team has Frank Clark. That's true. The man responsible for almost nothing, but claiming almost everything. <laughs> He's insufferable, man. Um, okay, my I'm up last. My player that really, ever since halfway through the draft, when I realized I was going to be picking with the Chiefs, I wanted this player at 32, and now it's going to become a reality. I'm going to close this out by picking Calvin, don't shoot me, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, oh, my gosh. Over oh, Taylor? First round. Over Hamler? Over yeah. anybody. <laughs> the Chiefs don't need a, a running back. They just won the Super Bowl without one. Well, they won the Super Bowl without every player in this draft class. That That is true. No, they could do in the spot. Could you imagine how good that team would be with a real running back that wasn't 80-year-old LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams? I don't but think every, it matters. Every time you yeah, every time you run, every time you run the ball, you're taking it out of Mahomes' hands. Exactly, and, and well, putting it into their hands. They should draft Swift then, because he's the best receiver. What? what? Okay, you tell me how you're going to stop a team that has Tyree Kill on one side and KJ Hamler on the other side. Yeah, really. If I was them, I would add another receiver. <laughs> just make it impossible to stop. Yeah, they just just make Henry Ruggs. In, to be honest with you, well, I mean, no. they have <laughs> that would be. I mean, mm. just, like, just make every team defend. <laughs> Y'all are the making me feel team. bad for this. I'm like, Everybody's I'll take that. J.K. Dobbins, and y'all are like, really? You think that? You really think <laughs> <laughs> Our voices all turn to that. Uh, oh now, gosh. I should say, like, I do in a vacuum like J.K. Dobbins. My problem is, like, Ever since the Titans drafted Bishop Sankey, like, I never want to draft the first running back because it almost always goes, like, Leonard Fournette, Bishop Sankey. Like, I mean, how, like, Saquon Barkley is amazing, and how much did he help, you know, the Giants over the last two years? Josh Jacobs last year. Yeah, but he wasn't the first running back take, like... Yes, he was. I also don't think Josh Jacobs was what was, like, changing the Raiders' games. I feel like they were getting really lucky. Yeah, and also they didn't... 
win that that much, even though he was really good when he was in. I don't know. Like long term, the value. Like I think if you're going to spend a first round pick on somebody, it should be somebody who hopefully makes a big impact and who saves you money in the future. Like instead of replacing him with a free agent. Like not not just not to say anything bad about Dobbins or anything like that, like or even Patrick Queen or like you know any any of these players who don't play like premium positions, but it's like you should, in my mind, be trying to affect the quarterback or help the quarterback. And I guess you could argue that Dobbins helps the quarterback. It's just like, I, and I like Dobbins. Like I said, like I think if the Titans take a running back, I hope it's him in round two or three or whatever. But I I just I don't know. Also, Luke. Like, what do you think of Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Cam Akers or Gibson out of Memphis or Moss I, out of Utah or well, Benjamin I, out of Arizona? Do you think those guys can fill that role as well as Dobbins can? No, because I don't think any, I think all of those guys are uh, probably Damian Williams level, save maybe Edwards Hilaire. Really? Yeah. See, I really like Akers. I think Gib- I honestly, Antonio Gibson in that Chiefs offense with how they can move him outside and play running back, that's unstoppable. I just think you've Anthony got a chance to get a an offensive game changer here in J.K. Dobbins. I I I don't think J.K. Dobbins is a, is that, but I'm also hey, the man. running back here. <laughs> yeah, like you, you knew what you were getting into when you made this pick. That's why that's why you let it with. Don't I found it. And real I, quick, I you mentioned pick, but... Eno Benjamin. I watched him a little bit because I was watching IU today, and that guy intrigues me for the time in the in like the third round or so. I really, He's a really like good pass. It could have been like the yeah. Chiefs take Barry Sanders. You'd be like, now do you really think he's a big enough impact player for them? <laughs> I mean, he's like 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a good pick right now, Luke. <laughs> what Titans player from the last five years would current Barry Sanders be better than? I mean, uh, Bishop's Antonio Andrews. Yeah. Valentino I, I loved Antonio don't, don't Andrews. Andy Ray Wilson. Oh, my boy. Barry Sanders yards in Dalen Dawkins right now. <laughs> let, me, let me ask this while, we're, while we all are looking at it. Okay, we've got Igbenogany to the Titans. Now that we've seen the rest of the board, what's your dream pairing for him in the second round? Like, if you're just thinking, okay. Ayuk. Because you, you love you love the Brugler stuff. Yeah. On. Yeah, I think, I think he's right to look at receiver because I don't think they're bringing back Corey Davis. And I'm not convinced in anybody. I mean, besides A.J. Brown, I'm not convinced in anybody else like changing the game. I like Adam Humphrey. He's, he's not that kind of a guy, though. So going high upside for something like a Hamler or shoot, T. Higgins is still there if he falls in the second round. No, yeah, Van I'll, Jefferson, Michael Pittman, uh, a lot is, of good receivers. I, say, I feel like Pittman, like maybe Chenault, if they want to get like real creative and like use him as like like they used with Jonu and all that kind of weird stuff where I they just, line people up in the back. Now we just had Justin Mello from the Draft Network on the show. And he brought up a name that I had not heard, uh, Jalen Reaper, Rieger? Jalen Rieger from TCU. Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with him. Uh, he's I, like he went 30th in this draft. Matias took him. Yeah, to the um, But he I ran really bad at the combine. He ran like a yeah. four six at Do you guys like a hundred. I don't pounds. like him. Like I'll, I'll just say that I don't think he's a first round pick. Like by yeah. a fairly wide margin. I, <laughs> I'm not a fan of him. I think I, I think four really... four seven. What am I talking about? Well, because he's 
like five foot, like five eleven. That was kind of that's kind of his game well, is that the, he dynamic catch. The whole right. thing was he was telling people before the draft that he was going to outrun Henry Ruggs. Oh, that's what happened. And he got yes, toast. that's what happened. I mean, like the gap between him and Henry Ruggs is like the gap between Rager and that defensive lineman that ran a really fast speed. No, he's really athletic. Forty-two yeah, Sim- vertical yeah, Simmons, jumps. Simmons ran faster than Rager. Just like dude, Simmons ran a four-three-nine. <laughs> Who's running a four-three-nine? <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but <laughs> but like uh, Jefferson ran like the same speed. Basically, Jefferson's six-four. So I mean, yeah. it, it's all like it's all different. Like you can't, you know, we all know that you can't just say like this guy ran slower than the forty of this guy and he's better or whatever. I just don't. I, I mean, anytime I watch a Big Ten wide receiver. Like, I I don't know. Like, watching TCU versus, uh, not Big Ten, what what are they, Big, Big 12? 12? Yeah, sorry, yeah. That's what, that's, I was watching Mims, and I was like, what if these defenses are just so bad? Yeah, it's like, what if these it makes all of these guys look are good? Like, are like, like, every other Big 12 defense we've seen in the last 30 years. Like, I mean, it's like, they, like, they don't play, they play against air 90% of the time. So, like, I don't, I don't know, like, he also got hurt a couple of times when I was watching him or he like left the game for things. And, you know, I think it was like the first couple of games I watched where he like ended up on the sidelines and then coming back in. And I'm like, for a little receiver to do that and to not just blow up the combine, I I don't know. He He's not for me. Do you get Taewon Taylor vibes from him? Yes. I, I get Kendall Wright vibes from him. Uh, like I, he didn't run really well. Two like, great receivers in the right. NFL. <laughs> yeah. Like right, what well, run like a four six or something? It was really bad. Uh, <laughs> I ran a comparison kind of model from some of the analytic stuff I do, and Rager came back with a comp to Josh Huff, the former oh. receiver out of Oregon. Not the character <laughs> Josh Huff is, but the player. So that kind of makes me a little bit less confident in him as well. What Josh did Huff, uh, what did Jefferson get for you? Have you run that yet? Uh, Justin Jefferson, he returned Jalen Strong and Nelson Aguilar. I'm looking at it right now. That's not good. Again, though, I I think I would be optimistic, though, because Aguilar did have upside coming out. And remember, these these comps are based on what they were as prospects and not what they are as NFL players. And I think that can really taint a lot of views. Like, I just used it to do with Aguilar. So it's not not like Aguilar was, you know. It's just Kendall, Kendall Wright. Aguilar can't catch anything. That was his problem. Dude, Kendall Wright was like a legitimate top 15 prospect. Like, that and was he, not a bad pick at the time. No, and he, he weighed 196 pounds, was 5'10", and yeah. ran a 4'6'1". One of the funniest tweets I've ever seen was Mike Herndon referring to Kendall Wright as Mr. Banana Peels. Because every time he had oh, the ball in his hand and was like in the open field, it's like the banana peels would just appear and he'd slip and fall. Deion Lewis style. Oh, we're gonna bacon we're, we're gonna stop that conversation. I am sorry. I am. I am. Our, the podcast the account is. Are we blocked by Deion Lewis? Oh, the I'm, podcast account is. I don't yeah. think my personal account is. I'm not. Shouts to my boy Deion Lewis. He followed the A to Z Sports account like two weeks ago. <laughs> you guys talking? Talking real nice about him? <laughs> yeah, talking... Uh... But he has all of us blocked. <laughs> what is Maybe he doesn't know it's y'all. Man? He does not, or else he would block me. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I, I did. You know, we, we just recorded two episodes back to back. So to close out with stop the nonsense, uh, Calvin, I told you to come prepared with one. So since we literally just gave hours for the week, Calvin, you you enlighten us with yours. Yeah. So you actually asked me about it at the top of the show, but look again, Christian McCaffrey, fan. Fantastically talented athlete, great running back, great also pass catching back. But to think that he is fundamentally different from a lot of other big time running back contracts that have been signed, I think is just misguided. The guy got 400 touches last year, 300, over 300 the year before that. If you think that kind of wear and tear on his body is going to not slow him down, I just disagree, and I think that that is my stop the nonsense, that Christian McCaffrey is somehow different. I think I'm more willing to bet on Derrick Henry being different before I'm willing to bet on Christian McCaffrey being wow. different. And uh, a little bit of uh, a peek behind the curtain. Uh, the other podcast is not out yet, but that is my stop the nonsense from uh, the last podcast. So you nailed it. That You're, you're right in the groove. Well, no, this one, This one's coming out on uh, Monday. And the, and the Justin one was out by uh, uh, Wednesday, so they will have yeah. heard yours. Well, good. I mean, they they know, but I'm talking to him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, if hating running backs was a personality trait, I'd be a ten. So <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Who's your favorite running back ever, Calvin? Favorite running back ever, ever? Because Adrian Peterson is my all-time favorite NFL player. Yeah, it's like it's, whichever one's the cheapest. <laughs> whichever one I can get in. Alfani Muhammad then. <laughs> yes. um, no, I would say CJ2K. Growing up here in Nashville, golly, that guy was something else. <laughs> he was. Will's favorite, cool. Will's favorite running back was Antonio Andrews. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, Didn't he average like three and a half yards a carry? Uh <laughs> yes. Uh, probably, and that might be his uh, AAF stats. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> who, I mean, who are Titans players over the years that we just the three of us, really the four of us, didn't like? It's like mine is always Valentino Blake. I thought that guy was terrible on the field and whiny off of it. Deion Lewis caught a lot of fl- Will Spitek, uh is a yes nonsense Hall of Famer. <laughs> um, yeah, Dion, Dion pissed me off because he was just terrible, dude. But, like, that's not his fault. He's yeah, it's not his fault that they kept deciding to give him the ball for some reason. Yeah. I'll never um, forget that that Carolina Panthers game where it's like Derrick Henry got two carries in the first half and Dion had, like, nine touches. And that was, like, the first question they got asked of Vrabel after the game. It's like, Mike, why did uh, – why was Dion Lewis – why did Dion Lewis get, you know, three times the number of carries that Derrick did – you know, we we went into today's game plan thinking we really need to get Dion going today. And I just remember thinking, you did what? <laughs> like, why? And that's that's the one where he was like, uh, uh, did y'all see that like thirty yard run he had or whatever, like that fifteen yard run? That was the last the week the Titans were bad. Yeah, that is. True. I, I, I remember uh, Kaharski wrote a column, and it was one of the best sports journalism pieces I read this year. It was it was simply titled "Mike Vrabel needs to take the defibrillators to this team," and I think he did after that point. Um, he did, yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up unless anybody else has something to say. This has been a very informal. Usually, we're kind of mowing through the topics, but 
don't know. It's been fun just kind of hanging out. And, yeah, it is draft week. Get on running backs anytime. Galvin, thanks for joining us. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the draft. We'll be back, of course, after the draft to uh, recap everything that goes down. So until then, for Will, Matias, and Calvin, I'm Luke reminding you and everyone else in the sports world to stop the nonsense.